Hey guys, welcome to Is What It Is, a podcast where the life and times of Isabella, aka myself, shape my opinions, advice, storytelling, and decision making. Nothing's off limits, so let's get into it. Hey, hey, it's Isabella, and I have the most special guest today. It's Tommy Z. What's going on? How are you? Good. Good. We are straight chilling. We're drinking Trulies. We don't give a fuck. It's summer 2020. We're hanging out with no one. It's quarantine lifestyle. We're eating stale Doritos and peaches. We need to get some ad money from Doritos and Truly. Yeah. we. Do. I mean, they did sponsor. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I'm making stacks on that, which has been helpful for my rent money. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to have you here because you happen to be my brother. True. We have the same parents. You happen to be my best friend. True. Same. Yes. So it feels really nice to have you here. We have, you've known me since I was born, I guess. It's kind of, I haven't known you since, since you the, were born. Since the wee days. Since the wee days. Um, yeah, thinking about that, it's kind of weird that I didn't know you for nine years. Those are good years, too. You missed a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, that was your prime. <laughs> um, Levitt's here. She's producing, like I told you guys last time. She did, I did give her a pay raise. I know I said she wasn't going to get one, but it's fair. It's, she's earned it. Right. Sure. And it's women deserve equal pay. Right, Levitt? Sorry, guys. I'm still learning how to use the microphone. So, anyway, we were discussing what to talk about. We briefly discussed delayed gratification, because I think that's something we kind of both struggle with. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that's really an important topic to cover, just because there's so much of life where you want things right now, and you can't have them right now, and what sacrifices do you have to make to get there? But... You know, as we talked more preparing to jump on the pod, we kind of thought, well, there's some other topics that I think we should cover before we can really get into something like that. Right. And yeah, that was the cool thing because I was like, you're going to be a recurring guest. And so let's not jump into the hot and heavy. Let's kind of introduce you and let people know what's up. And uh, a lot of my friends know you you've been around yeah i feel like i'm you're i've become friends with most of your friends yeah just through the years yeah which has been really nice it feels so like warm and fuzzy to have like a teammate but also someone that gets along with my friends and so that was i think what we ended up settling on today was just maybe a basic introduction but also like what does being a sibling look like in adulthood so i think we do pretty good but we still struggle at times because things change yeah yeah i think it's you know all relationships are difficult and i think in adulthood especially the serious the seriousness of your commitments to other people right uh, become more challenging as you have, you know, your family commitments or your significant other or your job becomes, you know, starts to take more of your time or you've got kids or you've got 
just things that are also really important. And um, I know for me, there's been a lot of people from, you know, that I was incredibly close with through high school or college that, you know, those relationships have kind of fallen away as my commitments now are more important. But I think the one thing that we've done that's kind of unique is that our relationship as siblings has always been a priority no matter what. Right. And I think it, it has to be, I would encourage everyone to make it a priority, which is why I want to talk about it because why not make it a priority? You're going to see each other. You're going to the, I mean, it's just one of those things that I think should be, you know, encouraged and really put time into because it's, yeah. It's a found it's a foundation. But I think we're really lucky to speaking of foundation that we did have a good foundation that has led us to friends and adulthood. But I think the majority of people that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. And I think you made a really good point when we were talking about the podcast, which like what to talk about is like we are really lucky. And not everyone else is, but what can yeah, no one. Yeah, y'all aren't lucky. Sorry. <laughs> um, but how can we talk about something that's helpful now and it, that it's not like, oh, you weren't close growing up, so therefore you're screwed in adulthood. And that's not yeah. the case. It yeah. doesn't have to be the case. And I think part of the reason we were so close in a, in our youth was partly because in the of womb. Our, yeah, was partly because of the hardships that we were facing during our youth because. Right. You know, when our family was breaking up and we were going through kind of more difficult times, no matter where our parents were or what our dad was doing or what people were being introduced into our lives, uh, the one constant that we always had was that we had each other. Right. And that really had an impact on the relationship that we have now. Right. But... You know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that had a really difficult relationship with their sibling growing up or had one where they were, you know, competitive growing up or, you know, really didn't see eye to eye on things growing up. And I also think one place that we were lucky was because we were farther apart in age, we didn't have a lot of those. Right. Maybe. And opposite genders. Yeah. And we went to different, actually completely different school systems. Yeah. Too. And I think, I think to your point about the hardships, I think it's been a, a blessing at this point because it has. Because now I'm looking at siblings that really have, like, things have been pretty chip, chip, cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're in adulthood and they're like, I don't really know you. Right. And so I think the point... I want to make here is like to those people too like when how do you become friends with this person that's going to be a constant in your life and I've been trying to get rid of you for a while and you just won't die off I thought you would take a hint from dad but you're still here um so yeah yeah I'm not going anywhere not going anywhere so anyway, all that to say, where do we begin as adults if you have a relationship or if you don't and in trying to make a relationship? So Tommy, what do you think 
what do you think the people should do? What do you think these peasants below us <laughs> should... Where do you begin your journey in trying to make a sibling a priority, a functional relationship, a healthy dynamic, all those things? Yeah, I mean, I think there's... Uh, for me, anyway, I think the place that we are really successful in and how we communicate is trying to be empathetic to where the other person is coming from and understanding the challenges mm-hmm. that are facing them and the pressures that they're facing on, you know, in their life. And okay, if I can see the world through their eyes and start to understand a little bit their hardships, then how do I fit into that? Right. And how do I, you know, how do I potentially complicate that as well? So Which that you I do. can try to yeah yeah. sometimes for sure yeah Um, but then other times I think that as you realize the ways that you can complicate things you also realize okay well let me take a step back and understanding that let's come at this from a different angle right and I yeah you hit the nail on the head and for all of our listeners out there across the globe I think yeah that's a a dream to be able to do that and I you know we're not there even like that's where we get to but there's a lot of things that happen prior to that like we ended up with the conversation we had today we ended up there yeah but that's not where we started right we started with you maybe feeling a little bit like uh, are you accusing me me feeling like he's not taking the time to hear me. And luckily at the end of it, we were able to sit and say like, where are you at? But it's completely normal to not start with right. the empathetic shoe on. And I guess the conversation we had this morning started with a long text conversation. and A long text conversation, long, which was me. One long text from yeah. Isabella. It's only me ever texting and nobody <laughs> ever responding. It sucks. But I think when something like that that's, you know, long form written out in text, it's, it was, it was the case for me where I was reading undertones to it that weren't necessarily there. So as we were able to have a conversation about it, it's like, no, that, that you've misinterpreted, that you've interpreted correctly. The part that you've interpreted correctly, let's talk about that. The part that you've interpreted incorrectly let's talk about that so that we can get you know the whole the whole conversation is trying to get back onto the same page again right and you have to, i think the piece of advice i could give is like be willing to confront that and just be like all right like it was helpful helpful for me to hear that you were like i i i just was what i i felt this way and that way And for me to be able to say, like, okay, how do I communicate better moving forward? Because this obviously didn't work in this sense. Right. Because I also have a history, too, of sending a long text if I ain't happy. Uh, But I'll call your ass, too. I'll FaceTime you. I don't give a flying flip. Um, But it wasn't that. I wasn't upset at all. I was, which was so helpful to our conversation was being like, I just want to keep growing. Yeah. And we have grown together. Um, so anyway, I think it's, it's, it's 
way farther back than even is, is of course being empathetic but like how do you even start if the dynamic isn't there necessarily to begin with where you can't even right. you're not that we're i think we're extremely evolved in our relationship which is yes. wonderful but i don't know how do we help people that are need to make that a priority where it hasn't been in the past yeah, and well, even in our relationship, I think that it's something where, you know, it's not, it's not that we're always on the same page. So no. there's times where there's some friction, mm-hmm. and I think that, I think that a lot of relationships that have deteriorated have started with a small friction, and that has gotten worse over time because that's a good you never point. Do quite come together again, or. You know, the thing that I see a lot is when there's an unwillingness to accept responsibility for what it is or, or I've, I mean, I've had this relationship or I've had this problem in other relationships where I've kind of said, I know that I did something wrong, but really the circumstances of it were I, I really wasn't in the wrong Mm -hmm. and you kind of say, I wasn't wrong and you're wrong to judge me. For what I did, even though deep down I kind of know something wasn't quite wasn't quite there, right? And so I think that that can just create a cancer between Mm -hmm. people in any relationship. And if you don't have a willingness to go, like you know, although I don't really think I was wrong, I can understand from your perspective that that was wrong, and we need to address it and get back on the same page again. Because otherwise you both just retreat into your own corners and you become so defensive that you, I mean, to use another cliche, to paint yourself into a corner that you can't ever get yourself out of because you own this, you know, this position so intensely that you can't unown it without giving up years of your life. I think that is really the best point that you could make because it happens all the, I mean, yeah, that's the breakdown of any relationship. And as I get older, I'm thinking back to, um, I'm just thinking back on situations where we have disagreed pretty staunchly. And I think what I have come to realize is like where, when addressing you, where I, where do I need to start with myself to tell you I was wrong? Right. And I think that is maybe the advice we can give is self-accountability to where I want you, I'm coming to you with this, but I also want you to know that I was out of line in this way. And it's not that it's unforgivable. I'm asking you to show compassion to me and also work forward with yeah, me. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. But there has to be a willingness, like right. you said, to even accept that responsibility or to accept that you maybe maybe you weren't 100% wrong. Maybe you weren't yeah. even 50% wrong. But if you were 10% wrong... It's still wrong. And then the other person mm-hmm. felt you know felt that more intensely than you did. Then. Yeah, and it's your per- I think that's a good point. It's your perception of it 10% wrong. Right. When it's their perception of you 70% wrong. Right. And I think with any kind of communication if you're willing to say come to the table when it's something wrong saying this is what i did you take the edge off immediately yeah 
Which is the bigger thing. Even if you're... I would honestly encourage you to bullshit a little. And just say, like, I know I didn't do this. So you can just give the person the leeway to, like... Yeah. Shoulders down. Let's talk. You're not on attack. I know I fucked up here. And then you, they're just not on the defense. And you're able yeah. to have a helpful conversation. And sometimes, I think, too, it's not unusual anyway for it to get worse before it gets better. Where yes, you kind of go, well, this is how I think. And you're not going to change my mind. And then once you actually create the conflict, then you are able to come back after a little time mm-hmm. down and go like, ah. Yeah. Not so good. And it, yeah, it's good to just like sit and think about it. Like I'm thinking back to our disagreement that happened on Mother's Day, which I won't, it wasn't like a huge thing, but, and I won't get into it, but like it didn't, I just sat on it for a few days, which was kind of new for me. Right. And then it still didn't sit well. So... I felt sorry for the burp. <coughs> um, <laughs> and that one too. I felt like with the time that I took, I was able to see that I didn't really handle it right, but that it also was weighing on me and I still deserve to bring it up. Right. And you, I feel like you have that, everyone has that right to just say, like, I, you can be upset. But you don't have to be an asshole. Right. Which is... Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, Yeah, I think that's all... That's all fair. And... I don't don't think I have much to add to that. (laughs) Podcast is over. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it takes... Yeah, back to the point. It just takes a lot of uh, self... Recognition, like this, disarm people first. Right. I think is a good point, and be willing. Right. To your point. And also be, I think, to your point of being willing, you have to be willing to, you have to be willing to move off of the position that you go into a conflict with. Right. You know, if you come, if you go into it and say like, I think you the, I think that you wronged me somehow, at the very beginning of the conversation. Right. Maybe by the end, you need to at least be willing to understand that, like, well, actually, maybe maybe it was me. Yeah. And, that, yeah, if people could recognize that a lot of times it is you. Right. Like you, specifically, Tommy. It's your fault. I mean, I always accept responsibility <laughs> since you're so bad at it. Right. I just right. take that off of you. No. I mean, yeah, just think about... But I don't think a lot of these things are unique to sibling relationships at all. In fact, I think as this now that we're talking conversation about it. has gone on, it doesn't really have anything to do with being a sibling. I think right. we happen to be siblings and I mean, I think our I think our relationship as siblings is defined much more by the fun times that we have together than it is the yeah, you know, the few Well, let's talk we about have. that. Let's talk about fun times. How to have fun with your sibling. I'm going to start off by saying shots. Yeah, of course. Right. Again, good way to have fun with anybody. Damn it. Okay. (laughs) Siblings only. Okay. I think talking about childhood, we have a good time talking about that. I have a great time reading 
the book mom wrote about like me growing up where you're like tell me change your diapers it's just fun <laughs> to think about if you're wanting to get close to your sibling think about the shared memories you have yeah and like oh my that beach trip or that pool party or that whatever and just laugh yeah I've got and a, have a beer. I'll tell a story about Isabella when I first oh, no. knew her personality was going to be the way that it was. Have I heard this? Yeah, of course. Oh. Okay. But we had, uh, the street that we grew up on had, I guess I was, what, eight and a half years older than you. So we had a bunch of boys that were about my age on the street together. And Hashtag we would boys. All, we would all run up and down the streets and go to the pool and ride our bikes and be, you know, playing in the woods or, you know, playing flashlight tag at night. And Isabella was just, you know, like a four-year-old and we're all 12 or 13 or whatever it was. And, uh, and Isabella always wanted to be right in the mix. So at some point we were all about to hop on our bike and go up to the pool and Isabella was like, I'm coming with you. I was like, I don't, I don't want you to come with me. I'm a old, you know, I'm a teenage boy and I don't want my sister. I'm 13. Exactly. Right. I'm 13 and I don't want my stupid little sister yeah. cuties coming along. Which nine years is a... Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's a big difference. And mom was like, you know, take your sister. She's going with you. I was like, all right, fine. I'll take her with you. I took her with me, but I'm not going to like... I'm not going to babysit her the whole time. She needs to just come. So, <laughs> she needs to be a grown-ass four-year-old. Yeah. She needs, like, if she's going to hang, she needs to hang. Right. So we made it from our house up past the next house and about halfway to the next <laughs> house. And Isabella laid in the middle of the street and just started crying because we were going too fast. Oh, <laughs> was I on a bike? Uh-uh. I was just walking. I think we were. I mean, we may have just been walking. All right. But, um, and uh, you just started wailing. I was like, fine, if you, like, if you don't want to come, then go home. Yeah. <laughs> and so you Word. ran back down the house, ran back home crying, and we left you for the day. And then the next day, it must have this been. This is a beautiful s- story. This must have been in the summer sometime, but we just left you. Then the next day, you're like, I want to go again. I was like, all right, like, you didn't hang last yesterday. Step so. up, Kyle. Like, nothing is going to be different about today that wasn't true yesterday. And Isabella, from that moment on, never wasn't, like, leading the pack. Never got tired. I haven't heard this story. Waited until, like, at that, I think that night, I don't remember the specifics exactly, but there's a million different examples of this exact same thing where, you know, we'd all be running around the neighborhood all day, be absolutely exhausted at midnight, and Isabella's like, we got one more game of flashlight tag to play yeah. before we can go home. That's so funny. No, I don't know that story. I feel like that's, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, there's just so many neighborhood memories. But I appreciate you telling that story because on just another note, I think it's interesting. Like sometimes I'll have mom at work and people at work will be like, what's this girl's crazy mom's like? It's the way she's always been. It hasn't changed. It yeah. hasn't, which is good because I think sometimes, and we can do a whole other podcast about this. I think sometimes I feel like 
maybe I'm like doing some, like I learned something like something happened where I'm so outrageous now where I feel like the people that know me are like nope no <laughs> it's been the same shit day in day out um but yeah you were such a good brother too I think it comes you know just to wrap things up I think it comes down to heart too and you have with a sibling relationship you have more in common than you don't. I mean, your DNA literally is two more in people. Than yeah, that more than likely at one point or another loved each other and chose to have you and chose to have a sperm and egg compilation. That's not the word. Continuation. Uh, also, not the word. Combination. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just going to let you hang yourself here. <laughs> okay. That's enough for me. But you get what I'm saying. It's just, it's, you're two people. You're literally the same two people. Yeah. And that's, that's important. And it's significant. And so, like I said, I encourage you to love your sibling. And you have a lot of the same makeup and DNA and... You know, you may think, oh, they're so different, or they're so this, they're so that, but more than likely, you've had a similar childhood. You came from the same two people. You, I mean, your foundation is the same, so put time into that, because like it or not, they're showing up at Thanksgiving either way, so you might as well care. Yeah, and even if you... I mean, there's a lot of things that you would have the ability to commiserate with on the same level that nobody else has ever experienced the way that you experienced. And although you and your siblings experience about, you know, some, you know, one particular thing may have been a little bit different, probably nobody else in the world has even gone through that at all. So, yeah, I agree. We have gone through things. And we've had, we've had the best and the worst times together. It's been awesome. I think it's so nice to... <laughs> it's truly, sir. It's the truly, I'm sorry. I think it's so nice at this point in our lives to truly be living the best. There's not really many bad times. I think we there's things that come up where we work through them. But it's not really like um any kind of traumatic anything or any kind of like super hardship so it's just super fun it's super fun to live life with you and that's why i want to have this episode because loving your sibling is just a joy and it's something you will never have with anyone else it's just beautiful i agree and I love you, and I'm glad that I've got a best friend that I can, you know, count on, and that we have shared right. all these experiences with, and somebody that I really just enjoy hanging out with because yeah, it's it's worth it. It is totally worth it. So start, just start somewhere. I think start with grabbing a beer, and like take that. Don't even start with any trying to work through anything. Obviously, that's too much, of course, but um. Yeah, just start with laughing over old memories. Start with caring. Start with putting 
realizing your wrong efforts. Yeah. Or don't even, like, if you're not even going to get into addressing things from the old thing, just take some time to care, re-understand what they're going through and what their life is like and, you know, what challenges they happen to be facing and just be a friend. Right. I think that is extremely important. I like that. Be a friend. Um, So anyway, we are popping off because we have more truths to drink. (laughs) Uh, Anything else? Uh, I'm just really lucky to have a sister and a sibling that has such great vocal cords. Ah, a smooth finish. <laughs> All right, guys. I have simply got to go. I got a peach to eat and then stale Doritos calling my name. Over and out. Love you guys. Bye. Yo, thanks for listening to Is What It Is. To know more, visit my website at isabellazal.com or my Instagram at whyisabellahaha. Music is by The Remarks out of Charlotte, North Carolina. You can expect new episodes whenever the fuck I get around to it, and I will catch you next time. Be you or be don't.